Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Insider, the episode number 78. And in this episode, I had the pleasure to talk with Steven Rubio. Steven, um, I'm a fan of him. Uh, I've been always a fan of him because while I was a student, although we are the same age, he was my idol because he was he is the person behind the channel show it better so his channel it's about um it's for architects mainly and it's based on tutorials that uh, teaches you how to use photoshop sketchup 3d modeling rendering uh how to do matte painting how to edit your plans how to make it look better how to show it better and in this conversation, we have been talking about how he dropped out of university to to become a content created and creator, and how his um, skills that are combi- a combination between architecture and video making um, have been extremely valuable and are extremely valuable. And how through mixing these two different fields of expertise you can become something new, something a little bit more innovative, and you can be aiming to get some different kind of jobs in the industry. And also we've been talking about how to deal with criticism on, on the social media and how he receives criticism, how he he has to deal with it. So it was really interesting, and his channel, it's really huge. The channel has over many millions of views i mean if you're in the architectural field and you're a little bit younger you probably have have um heard about this his channel so i suggest you to to really tune in and uh, if you haven't um check the link below to to his channel and to his social media so that you can check out the, the great work he's doing but before we start um i want to remind you that um you can be uh, also a speaker on the Creative Insider because just in a few days, just the 4th of November, um, 19 local time, Central European time, you can check on Clubhouse. There is the link below. We are making the first Clubhouse event where we'll be talking about how to start your site project because we have this experience with the Creative Insider. Uh, Desiree also is going to be there. And uh, yes, um we're going to be talking about our experience how we have started while we have started what are the difficulties um that the like they're always ongoing there what are the what are the future goals and how you can start it yourself and can be a podcast can be something else can be a side hustle can be um doesn't have to be a business can be just a personal project can be your career ladder going up project can be anything so if you want to be talking uh, or if you want to be just listening in just check the link below for clubhouse if you don't want to connect on clubhouse you can connect with us on instagram at tci podcast or the linkedin page the creative insider you can join our newsletter the creativeinsider.com or just write us an email if you join the newsletter by the way you'll be getting a free digital file uh, digital decluttery um so to say guide with which you will be organizing your your files and you create a filing systems for yourself which we have been talking about how crucial it is but i think yeah that's it um i really wish you could join us for this conversation i want to hear from you or text me on instagram and yes enjoy the conversation with steven rubio bye bye
Hello, Steven. How are you? Great, Georgie. How are you? Thank you for the invitation. Uh, thank you for accepting my invitation. I'm great. I was thinking today that it's so crazy that I got to talk to you because I've been uh, watching your channel when I was like uh, in my last years of of the university. And uh, after, I don't know, five years, maybe. I somehow connected with you and I got to talk to you and get to know you. So I'm, I'm like a little bit like a fanboy. <laughs> that's, that's always so weird to hear because I've, I've heard that like from, from other people or people I have, I meet in some architectural offices that, you know, they studied with me and then they graduated and stuff. And feel, it makes me feel so old because I think I've, you know, I've, I've uh, made videos for, like a ton of years now but it's it's not been that it hasn't been that long it's been like a, i don't know four or three years making videos but still in four or three years a lot of people graduate so i can understand where that comes from and and if i were to uh again you know meet with people that i i've also listened to in tutorials throughout my career i would also be a fanboy so i'm i'm a big fanboy of a lot of a lot of uh, YouTubers, so I can understand that. I'm I'm not so much like uh, the the kind of uh, fanboy that thinks, oh my god, it's so impossible to talk to you or something. <laughs> I just yeah. think it's that it's like mm, the way we interacted to to make the podcast possible. I was I'm always surprised to to see that so many successful like. I don't like to say successful, but like accomplished maybe content creators that are very accessible and that makes me like happy about humanity in general because like, you know, I've got to 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 try to convince many people to 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 to, to join me for a conversation and sometimes I, I like people that just say no I can't rather than I don't know some people that act like very important. And um, the fact that you were so positive and like really easy going, really, that that was the whole thing that hyped up the whole fanboy. No, and the thing is, I'm kind of embarrassed because after you, because I noticed later on that you contacted me through Instagram, through the like the Let's Show It Better Instagram, which I received a lot of messages. And sometimes I try to respond some of them, but some I can't because, you know, they just get lost in the conversation because I mean, it's not because I'm important or I have a lot of things to do, or I don't want to respond to people, but sometimes there's just a lot of messages or just replies and stuff. But when you contacted me through my personal Instagram, I noticed, and I was like, Hey, yeah, that'd be super cool to, 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 to talk with you because I've listened to the podcast. And I'm like, when, when would I be, have the opportunity to, to be in this podcast? There's so many cool people that he's inviting. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But after I noticed that you had like months before, I don't know, like two or three months before also sent me an invitation. I was kind of embarrassed, but, but yeah, I mean, we're here and we made it possible. Well, like 
Um, that's not a problem. That's not what I meant because one of the mastery of getting the best guests is to find the side doors because it's normal that if you have so many <laughs> followers, there will be many messages. So you have to go in different channels in different ways. And to be honest, like sometimes uh, I act like, um, you know, a little bit, I go for the big numbers. So I text a lot of people and then at the end something sticks <laughs> so so like shoot 1000 to see to make 10 stick or whatever i mean like i i, spa I was spamming bjorki ingels and twice he replied like the first time he said no i don't have time he replied yeah he okay. replied and wow the but so you got a reply that's that was that's a feat and the second time I shared another podcast that he did and he liked the message and I was like, hey, dude, like I bought your books and I'm thinking about <laughs> doing like a review about your books and uh, maybe then afterwards you can come over and talk about it. And he was like, oh, that's cool. I kind of want to hear what you're going to talk about me. And then he followed the podcast <laughs> and I was like, okay, see, you have to be like persistent. You cannot go to the to the beautiful girl and say, let's go out and they'll be like, Yes, right away. No, you have to 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 try over and over. <laughs> well, you're you're completely right. Sometimes we 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 overestimate some some things. And and I talked to Bjork as well. Like in kind of like I have, I posted a story with his books, and he responded to me as well. And we had like a very short, but like I was kind of amazed in the conversation that he responded and stuff. Like he responded at the minute that I texted him. I was like, what? And yeah, sometimes we make a big deal out of, out of people or out of things. And they're just like normal people that can respond that have an Instagram and they check their messages. So it's cool to see that. Yeah. Like it's, um, yeah, it's like they're people too. So like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just probably busier. That's it. Um, but let's talk about you, like enough about Bjork Ingels, like everybody in the architecture world probably <laughs> likes him or hates him. But, oh, uh, him, yeah. <laughs> they are the, the the two groups um but i'm very curious like first of all we were talking about the fact that i i was watching um to your channel when i was a student and um i want to uh, comfort you that i'm not that old i'm 29 so <laughs> it's not like i'm 29 <laughs> as well we're the same age <laughs> so yeah so probably you were smarter at school than i was um no i don't think so i think i was just you know a little bit i have more skilled in some some parts but not not smarter i'm really actually pretty dumb in many things for architects so you know don't feel bad <laughs> but i'm curious like uh what is the reason you decided to to become an architect like when you were when you were a teenager or a kid is it because some family member it's already an architect um and by the way your first uh, guest from colombia on the podcast wow i feel so honored thank you i hope there are many more from colombia in the future or from south america but i guess i started studying architecture or i decided to, to study architecture because i for many reasons one of them was it was kind of like the easiest career in my scope of what i wanted to do because i wanted I like drawing. I like uh, graphic design. Like a very, I was very into the visuals of everything, but I did not like the technical aspects of things. So all the engineering side, I wanted to stay away from it. Anything that had math, I wanted to stay away from. <laughs> but I, I also found another reason was that um, another false reason maybe that I did believe at that time when I was 
14 or 15 was that architecture had a lot of money in it. Like if you, if you studied architecture, you were eventually going to become, you know, more or less wealthy. And obviously that was a lie, but that, those were one of the like two main reasons which I, I decided to study architecture. I, it was between architecture, graphic design, and music. Music, it kind of like got blown up like really, 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 really fast because it was very hard making money. Graphic design, I couldn't find a good university to do it. So I uh, decided for architecture and well, I had no idea I was going to become eventually like a YouTuber, but no, here we are. By the way, in the meanwhile, your webcam start working for some reason. I don't oh, see you anymore. Sorry. Something weird with when, when I connect to Zoom that sometimes it I don't like uh, disconnect anything and just the camera goes off. So weird. Um, and ba basically, you wanted to become a graphic designer. In some sense, you became rather more designer with like because yeah. your 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 site <laughs> and your and your YouTube channel, like for the people who don't know yet, like you do the show it better uh, YouTube channel and the Instagram account. Now it's more like a platform, let's say, or a hub. Um, and um, so you, you joined, which university did you join to study architecture? I did my undergraduate degree in a university in Bogota, Colombia, in the capital, which is called La Gran Colombia University. It's like a very normal university. It's not like a top-notch university. And uh, when I was in third year of or second year of, of school, I went to to Argentina for a year to study over there to make you know like an academic exchange. And uh, I later after I graduated, I started uh, doing a master's in architecture in another university here in Colombia. But right now, like I it got on pause for a minute because I got too busy with work and with show it better and it was honestly a little bit much, much more interesting to do all this but eventually i want to keep on studying keep on studying many things you know i want to um, maybe a master's in literature or or history and something around that topic but you were at the master's university for architecture and then you interrupted it because um because of um the what is called the channel um, yeah, I, it was, it was because I didn't, I was working at that time. I didn't have the channel developed and I had to have like a full-time job plus the channel plus pay the university. So it was kind of hard for me at that moment to, to, because I was in, in the moment of my thesis. So it wasn't like, I'm just taking like normal, normal, um, you know, uh, classes. It was like a very heavy thesis, like only writing, only investigation. And I was just like, you know, let's just keep on working for now. Let's just save up some money. And, um, and later I could continue with, with, with my masters, but eventually like this whole channel thing blew up. I got also very invested in some of the offices I was working at, at that time, you know, there were very interesting projects that I was working on. So, um, I kind of left it aside for, for a moment and that was what happened. Is it is it super expensive? Like, I don't know, not maybe worldwide, but compared to the local standards to join a university in Colombia in general? Mm, uh, I don't know. It really depends on what you're comparing it to. If 
you're comparing it in like in a Latin American perspective where maybe in Argentina you have free education for everyone or in Colombia you have public universities that are totally free or you pay a very, very little amount, but they're only like two or three good quality public universities and the rest are private universities, then getting a good quality education is expensive. And if you want to go to for, for master's degree, for postgraduate degree, it is expensive. But in comparison to maybe what it would cost in the United States, it's not even, you know, it's not even there. No, but I'm like meaning because you meant that you needed to pay also the university. So I assume you were at one of the uh, private one. Um, yeah. Compared to the what you can earn in Colombia, because like maybe oh, something is no. not expensive for the German standard, but the German money you don't get in Colombia as a regular citizen. So, yeah, it's, it's expensive because um, as an architect, like as a normal architect here in Colombia in a normal office, you don't you don't win as much money as you you think you do and that is just like a, an average salary like if you're in a, a lawyer an architect an engineer you have more or less and you're like two years of graduated of university you have an average salary so it doesn't you know make you wealthy make you rich you're like you have just enough to rent your apartment to you know pay your debts but not you know, like to go and study abroad or study in the best university possible. So it is expensive. Yeah, that's um, interesting. And at what point did you discover that like, or were you always talented into like, um, um, like that, the, what you do for your channel, basically drawing and representing things where it was something that you discover when studying and you learn it there? Yeah, I think I, I've been discovering it. I'm still kind of trying to discover it uh, because every day, like, I, well, not every day, but like every two or three years, I found out, I find out that I like something else or that I like, um, you know, a very specific thing. So I'm trying to refine my taste as, as I get older. But at that time when I was studying, maybe when I was in second year or third year of, of school, I started discovering YouTube because that was around 2012, 2011. So, you know, YouTube was becoming much more popular for tutorials, for, um, you know, doing things. So I started discovering uh, Alice Hogerfer, which is, you know, like the godfather of this whole thing. And um, I started discovering his tutorials. I started applying them in, in school. And after I applied them, a lot of people approach to me and say, Hey, how did you guys learn this? How, how can you do this for me? Can you um, make my thesis? Can you make this render? So I started getting jobs since uh, second year, third year of, of architecture school. And in um, there, I noticed that I had not like a technical proficiency for any program. I wasn't like, you know, proficient in, in V-Ray or, or Photoshop or whatever, but I did have uh, like the, an interest for like, uh, like visually appealing images. And that meant like, you know, I was trying to develop my eye as sort of like a visual um, designer or whatever. And uh, after that, I started developing more, making a business out of it a little bit more. So, you know, I started doing more freelance jobs um, of rendering of, uh, yeah, mostly images. And um, eventually, that kind of developed into what I, you know, to the jobs I got. So if I went into in a specific architectural office, 
I would norm like naturally um, get into that role of the, the person who does renders, the person who like visually arranges a whole project for competitions. So that's kind of where it all started with Alice <laughs> And thanks to thanks to that website, visualizing architecture and thing is the way that I found you because I was watching his videos on YouTube. And of course, the algorithm, when you start watching a certain thing, it shows you similar things. And then I, I, I found your um, your account and uh, then I, I checked some stuff uh, on your account and was uh, I was like, oh, that's like similar, but different, like different different visual style so it was um it was really really nice but you started like the like you got inspired by alex and then you 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 also liked youtube um at what at some point like how did you realize okay i should start doing this too and did you have like um what is called um uh, this uh, imposter syndrome that you think oh if i start doing the same thing I will be like just copying him. I feel like I'm because I have this uh, a lot, you know. Like when I do, when I do a, when I started a podcast, um, I had the like it was very like difficult and especially to you know um, also get guests on the podcast. The first guest is always hard. Like even my friends didn't want to do it because they were like didn't want to 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 come and be like we don't know what you're doing. Like this is this is sketchy uh so yeah we're gonna be but not the first one and um yeah i was wondering like how did didn't you feel at some point like at at the beginning maybe that you were just copying somebody or how was the feeling of starting oh my gosh i feel that almost like every day like that i'm an imposter and i still feel it i think i'm gonna keep on feeling it but i've just uh, tried to manage it at first it was hard because the the biggest problem is always starting is always start like for a project like this is like the decision to start to create that email to create that first video to edit it to put to hit publish that's like the hardest part but after that it kind of gets easier with with each video and i didn't i mean at that at there was a certain time where i had graduated university I had already worked in many offices. I wasn't that mm, kind of like enamored or enthusiastic of what was happening in in like in a typical architect's life. You know, I thought it was going to be a little bit more exciting. But as soon as I saw that all of the offices or around like my context was more or less the same job, the same task, we were all like doing the same kind of projects. I was pretty bored very quickly and I was like, you know, I'm, I was trying to do something else. And there was one gap where I was unemployed and I was like, you know, let's just uh, see if this YouTube thing can work. I did not know it was going to be like uh, specifically towards architecture or architecture topic based. So I started two channels. One was <laughs> this one was this one show it better. And the other one was, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's it's this channel in Spanish that was like mainly for culture, like kind of like a Vox type of type of channel, but where I talked about you know different kinds of things in Colombian culture and Latin American culture. Very cool. And like I, I had the 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 logos, the channel ideas, the like everything for both channels. It was just my decision to see like which one I would like to do best. So I started with both channels, and this one took off. Uh, very quick 
And the other one was very, very slow and I had to design topics and it wasn't go, it, it wasn't going as well. So I kept on with show it better. Um, I did not know it was going to be like a whole business at, at that time, but I did know kind of that you could make an income sort of. So I started creating videos and as soon as I started creating videos, I started thinking of, uh, because the, the majority of videos at that time were tutorials based, you know, like, Hey, how, how do you create this diagram? How do you create this floor plan? How do you create this render? So I, as soon as I published the video, I published also a, a gum road product, which it was like the, the, the PSD file or the file, which people can download it and also, you know, follow along with the tutorial, kind of like a mini course. And it started with that, with, with like those two, those two, um, aspects of it. And then it evolved into something bigger, you know, like courses, uh, the Instagram page, the, you know, just like a whole community around show it better and more people that were also trying to teach very interesting things. And, you know, that was it, I guess, the beginning. But when you started, um, that's uh, funny because you mentioned you started as um, like uh, th with the other channel that was not architecture related. And I had on the podcast also um, the, the blessed architect, <laughs> uh, which oh, is Rishab. The, yeah, Rishab was like uh, also a very cool guy. And uh, he does also he's more like entertainment um, wise uh, channel for architects. And uh, I, I thought I, I had fun with talking to him because he's very excited about content creation. And um, did, did, was your idea that you're going to start a, a um, YouTube channel and um, build an audience and maybe try to earn through YouTube? Or you thought like, because you were giving away your PSD files, which basically today, if you were doing the same, would be the most valuable thing. Uh, so it, it didn't sound like my your idea is gonna I'm gonna build an audience and teach them. It, it, was it the plan to build an audience and maybe try to get the commercial money from YouTube or what what was the idea? Or didn't or you didn't have an idea? Well, I wasn't that lost, but I wasn't I didn't, I, the idea wasn't that clear from the beginning, so I did not know I could um, make it into what it is today and maybe I have no idea what is going what it is going to be in, t in 10 years. so, I have no idea what it's going to be, but I knew at that moment that you could monetize videos, that you could get some monetization from videos. So I was like, yeah, if, if this video can give me, um, $10 a month, that's, that's pretty good for me. I mean, that's all I need. I don't, I don't need anything else. If it, but after, you know, that, uh, that, um, it evolved. If, if I could give me a hundred dollars a month, if you give me like a thousand dollars a month, that would be pretty cool. But after I saw that there wasn't, I mean, living off of AdSense, of YouTube AdSense, it's, it's kind of hard because uh, we're not the type of people that are making viral videos every day or we're not like super interesting characters that can vlog. I can vlog myself if in my office reading a book and everyone's like two million views, three million views, uh, really interested in looking at it. No, I mean, there are videos that are meant to have a lot of value in them uh, that try to teach something in each video and it can be very hard to make one video or two videos per month and after the after seeing how hard it is to actually make money from adsense i started uh seeing other ways of or other uh streams of, of income of in trying to like evolve like the whole show a better business so i guess i started making courses 
I started creating the Instagram page where I could have a little bit more of a following and um, monetizing a little bit more like different aspects of the whole content um, content world, which now is very normal to hear and everyone is very familiar now with it. But maybe in 2016, 2015, it wasn't that normal. So that was kind of new to everyone. And everyone was trying to discover like, hey, how do we make money out of this? But right now, I think everyone's very familiar of, you know, if an influencer, how he works, how, how she works and how they gain money. So I'm kind of like that whole influencer economy but in inside of the architectural world as well yeah and what is what is curious to me it's as um somebody that it's a content creator on the side <laughs> i mean i don't think i, I like I, I don't think i can call myself a content creator because i don't have the same probably the same um magnitude as your channel no but 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 still you're creating content that is, yeah. that is valuable to at least at least 10 people or at least 100 people whatever so i mean at least 100 creator. at least 100 don't be so joking i was like let's throw no, a random I'm number i'm joking it was I'm very <laughs> no, at least a thousand people. Come on. <laughs> no joke. Uh, it, I want, it was a good spot to to do a joke. Um, what were the? I, I learned a lot of things, although I still don't do the the stuff in a in a super great way because it's just hard and I don't know. I I the thing is that I have fun doing the podcast, but I don't have fun doing all the other side the things that people don't see because it's not so easy. Like. People see, oh, you sit here, you chat with the people, and then just put it on 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 whatever. And but there is like finding the people, try to get them to answer, um, like uh, organize it. But then all, all the people ask the same question. So okay, maybe if people ask the same question, you have to automatize the whole process, and so on and so on. But and and you have to learn how to edit audio, but you've never edited audio before. Uh, and so many things what did you need to how did you start what was like also because some people have always procrastinated starting because they say i don't know how to edit video i have to first learn to and they never do and so what skills did you have in the beginning and what were all the things that you learned along the way i had no skills i had no skills i can i can create renders i knew i knew photoshop but apart from that i had no other skills that uh, relate to content creation or to marketing or to you know every every part of this uh, this world but i think i had to learn it because I, there was no one else i couldn't afford anyone else and right now i'm still have like my my role has become much more of a like a, a manager and it's one of the most boring things to be honest uh, because you know responding emails um getting video ideas re uh, recording scripts or uh editing videos is sometimes just um not as fun as it would seem or as you would think when you're like hey i want to become a youtuber i want to become a content creator so sometimes those things can be very very boring the most exciting part is probably you know, hitting publish or actually creating an image actually working on an image so i started working um you know, with, with very basic tools like Premiere, like Instagram, like Photoshop, but eventually, you know, because all this, and then like in this whole roller coaster ride, I had to learn, um, to talk to clients about <laughs> the partnerships, to talk to, um, 
I had to learn how to make an invoice. I had to learn, um, oh my God, so many things. But tech, the, 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 the most technically, technically difficult things were like the, the recording process of it, you know, of how to get a, a good camera um, in front of you, how to have a good uh, microphone, uh, microphone sound, the good lighting, how to edit it well, how to put good background music, um, something, that, something that I'm still learning. And then after the learning in After Effects, how to maybe make your name appear and disappear. That's something that maybe took a video, maybe, at, maybe in 2016, a video took uh, about two weeks to make. And now, the process has gotten a little bit more shorter, maybe around a day or two days. So I'm still trying to learn a lot of things, but it's certainly a process that is very hard to, to learn because there are a lot of technical things that you have to learn a lot of programs that you have to learn. And obviously as an, as an architect, you're never trained for that. You're trained if anything to, to create architecture, but still, I think you're not trained as much as you would have to learn like in the real field. So being an architect that has to learn Premiere Pro, that has to learn how to speak in front of a camera, that has to learn um, how to, to respond emails every day, how to make an Instagram carousel or whatever is, is very uh, time consuming and hard, but it's not impossible. I mean, anyone can actually do it if, if they, if they try and do it, but it's, it's about, you know, trying to understand what ideas you want to communicate, which I think is like the, 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 the um, like the main seed that I want to plant in my head always like, Hey, you know, what is, what is the idea that I want to communicate? And after, you know, we can talk about the programs or we can talk about, you know, the effects or the settings, or whatever. But before all of that, you have to understand that you have, you want to communicate an idea to a person or to a community. And that is it. Yeah, that's so true because I like um I like uh to follow Gary V. I don't know if you know him. He's like a sort of uh I don't know, he's now a media entrepreneur, he's an entrepreneur in general and I love when he says like that your Instagram is not your fucking art gallery, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> something that you communicate with two people with and uh, he has this very um, uncensored language and uh, I, I like people that are more uncensored I don't know I think in Italy we say it like that when you use um, uh, when you use um, swear words that's like reforsative to what you want to express in the sentence because like if I tell you let's meet tomorrow at nine you'll be like yeah yeah let's meet at nine but if I tell you fuck let's meet tomorrow at night <laughs> like okay i have to really be there uh so yeah. I, I like this concept and um one thing that i i really um i understood like the i understand your your you, the pain you have passed through because i also for me it was even like a little bit worse because yeah not so i hate myself on camera so maybe it would be that's why i maybe don't want to do the the video editing because i hate like and I hated my voice in the beginning. So it was really hard to edit my audio because I was like, oh, and now I'm used to it. And it's, I can, I sometimes listen to the podcast because it's more relaxing when I just have to listen than to talk because I don't have to focus on, on anything else. Um, and um, yeah, I was wondering if you, and then what I did in the beginning is to don't feel so depressed is to go to channels that I like and go on the videos or on the podcast and do sort by oldest and go check the first video they did and be like those motherfuckers suck too so <laughs> it's okay 
I wanted to know if you have deleted the first videos or they're still there and this is the really first videos. Because the last video I just checked, it was five years ago. And it did, and I think it was the video that I watched for the first time because, I mean, I don't know, they're all kind of yellowish, but like the, the color of the whole logo and people that gonna go check it, but it didn't look bad. It would look like cool. No, I still have the first videos. I mean, I erased only, uh, I think, one, two videos. One, because at that time, I didn't know. I was still trying to do, to explore many things. And I was making some videos that were not architecture-centered. So I was making like a tutorial on how to, I don't know what was the topic, but like a, a very Photoshop, uh, technically, uh, you know, um, efficient uh hack or whatever and eventually erased them because they had nothing to do with architecture so i have erased them but the rest are my original videos sometimes it's really really hard to to listen to my voice back then to, to see those videos because they're really cringe and it's very uncomfortable but eventually like if i still trying to, to see a video from six months ago i kind of cringe as well because i you know each like you're you're always changing things. You're always maybe changing a microphone, changing the format, uh, speaking differently, trying to um, make the introduction uh, parts uh, different. So I always cringe at my last, my, my, my previous videos because I think the next one is always going to be the best. But it's something that you you accept and you understand that people don't, you know, don't like you or dislike you if you have a, a really bad voice or uncomfortable voice, but mostly if you delivered value or not in that video. And some of the, some of my most popular videos to today um, are still videos from three or four years ago that people still want to watch that people are still watching. So I can't just like erase it and be like, you know, let's just forget all about this because a lot of people don't even give like a fuck about that. They just wanted to go to the video and see, you know, how to actually do this. What, you know, how to actually create this render or whatever. So it's, it's very cringe, but I'm trying, you know, I try to to navigate it. Yeah, I think that I will for, forever leave my first very cringy podcast <laughs> in 15 minutes, yeah. which I record with my headphones and uh, my phone. And I was like, <laughs> I all scripted it. And it was like, I was uh, fo I was sitting in my uh, wardrobe because there was the better like sound there. And um, I was like starting sharing with like my family and people. I was like, oh my God, why I'm doing this? But then in the end, I, I I was like, okay, like let's keep doing it for a year and see how it goes, and and I kept doing it, and um, I think that uh, I was really happy that I got the, all the chances to talk to 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 people like you and all the guests that I had on the podcast. I had an excuse, at least I had an excuse to talk with all the people that I kind of always have been following, but they didn't know about me, and now I had the the chance to to um, to chat with them, but. You know what? What the crazy? I'm sorry. Yeah. The crazy thing is that the the like the first episodes I listened from your podcast, I was like, because I really like the whole like the the name, uh, the the logo, like the whole color scheme. I was like, hey, this is like a very well refined uh, podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's just because it there's it's something very new inside the, of the architecture community to have like a very good podcast. Like 
there's a very like I can, maybe more less than ten, less than five very good podcasts for architects that are that are updated that have been publishing like you know, frequently. So as soon as I saw yours, like hey, you know this this is very interesting. And as soon as I hit play and heard your voice, like this guy is like like a radio host or whatever. He has a very cool voice. So I had no idea you were so insecure about your voice like back then. But so you know, just to, to, to let to let you know for a first. Um, person that hears your voice it's it's a very good voice but the thing is now now i'm okay with my voice but i didn't hate so like the whole process was very hard not because not only because of my voice but because people like go on youtube and i don't know check um your videos check peter mckinnon check uh, i don't know um matt davella all these guys that do these yeah. videos and they're like hello guys let's go let's do that and then it feels so normal and then when you gotta do it yourself you're like what the hell i'm doing like i'm so stupid and that was very very hard for me and because i tend to be a guy that likes the you know the shiny parts of something like if i would do photography i would like the best camera if i do podcast i would like the best microphone and so on and i was like i cannot spend hundreds of euros into gear and then don't do it so i'll force myself to do it with the phone until i don't reach the like free limit i had in that platform that i was using for for sharing my podcast and if i really like it I'll I'll start small and and level it up, and uh, and this is how I started. And then um, also I had like you like the I was thinking before starting because I have to always say that my girlfriend she helped me with the branding. Uh, I did the visual part, but she helped me with the whole strategy and the branding, and because she's a brand strategist. Um. And um, and I was wondering like because. You know, they they teach you that the first thing is to find a niche of people that you should talk to, and actually the real niche would should have been like the architectural insider because, I mean, I know about architecture, I don't know, but I was like, no, I like also archivists, I like graphic design, I like design, and then I has and I like also product design, and I had like a list of um, dream guests, like these people I want to talk to, and I'll start like with my friends and level up and i always keep to talk to people that i find interesting and this is this is why it's the creative insider because so i have the opportunity to to talk to different people because i know a lot of people that niche down and they're very successful but they sometimes be like i don't want to do this anymore but i want i have to because it's the only thing i do and um and this is how it's uh it's whole it all started and I wanted to do it violet because everybody have black and white or yellow or orange or, and I was like, okay, let's do it violet. No, but it was, it's like a very good, like, like the brand, obviously it's very good, but the whole market you're, you're going towards is something that I would be interested in. Like something that many architects I know would be interested in, like to not be architecture centered, but to be, um, now, like design centered is something that maybe a lot of people are much more interested than than you would think because what the people you're talking to are people that are inside of our industry just outside of it and have uh, interesting things to talk about yes and and I also i did it because i was talking a lot with my girlfriend and what she does f like at her work because before I, I i knew her i didn't know like what a brand strategy is and I still don't know exactly but 
basically it's more or less building a foundation and then building up on on the brand and stuff like that so it's very similar process and then everything that's design or creative or even making music it's very similar process so i was thinking maybe we should influence each other like back in the days they had in the 20s these cafes where people would meet like like the the great gatsby style um people and they, they would share like um information and philosophies and things like that i was thinking maybe a podcast that people um people talk and share like from graphic design to architecture to archivists they share their struggles they share how they figure out because also like you know that better than me that when you're creative you have so many infinite ways and then you can get lost or think that's impossible so that's why I wanted to to be the insider to the behind the scene. Yeah, it's it's something that the industry is kind of lacking. I mean, I seriously, when you know, I try to go on Spotify every day, as I was telling you before, to find a podcast to listen to, and sometimes it's very hard to find it like an interesting podcast about architecture, about the architecture industry, and some of the interviews that you've made are, are very interesting because they're not only, you know, that. Uh, centered in professional aspects, but they talk about, you know, their, their personal life as well, how they came up and it's something that is lacking and still needs to be explored. Like it's like a very, um, like we're like, like the first generation of, of this whole niche that you're, you're creating. So, so good job. No, thank you. But I was influenced for the graphics from your Photoshop uh, tutorials also. <laughs> and um, what I'm also curious about your process is that um, what I, one thing that I have learned is that you can create also like great content, but still, if you don't maybe publish it or maybe not do the correct job with the social media or the platforms you publish it on, still people want get to 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 see it because i'm probably my worst skill is that i don't like the concept of social media i don't like i like if people see it and follow it but i don't want to be like i don't like being on social media i just have to because i want people to to get to see the podcast um did you did you also have to actively learn how to deal with a youtube algorithm with the instagram algorithm or it was all, all only like you you did the the classic valuable content and people start uh, naturally spreading it around mm, no well it's it's a it's a it's not like a yes or no question because it's always changing just like the algorithm and just like the the strategies that we have to use at first i was trying to give as much value as possible um and trying to share it with people kind of like in, in a very spammy way so i would go to facebook groups which you know were popular back then <laughs> and, I, and i would go to uh, you know instagram and try to sh share like the latest tutorial but eventually you start seeing uh what is the most practical way to to communicate an idea or communicate, um, you know, something that you want to, you want to, you want a lot of people to hear. And, and that's when I realized that Instagram at that time, when Instagram wasn't what it is today, when, when, it, when it was just, just like people posting actually photos of their every day or whatever. And, um, I started creating, I just started curating, um, 
pictures of or drawings of many architects or students around the world. So I started reposting around four drawings a day, uh, renders and a, a ton of a ton of content. And that started generating a lot of traction. And um, it was just like like a world that was starting like to to evolve in itself. Like a lot of people were were, were trying to get like their daily inspiration from pages like mine and a lot of similar pages that were there back then. And eventually just like everything kind of got saturated and we had to change the strategy. And then we went back to like value based content that was created by show it better. So it was, it was like, you know, short uh, bite-sized tutorials or short, like kind of investigations and that some, you know, it applies for YouTube as well, where, um, at first I was just trying to make videos and it was just trying to make, you know, videos that are, you know, have a lot of value, but still videos that are kind of, um, kind of clickbaity. Like for example, like the most clickbaity videos back then were something like uh, how to create a Bjork Ingalls diagram <laughs> style. So that's was, that was like the, the, the clickbait video to go to. I went that to that video. I went to that video yeah. <laughs> and I, I had watched another video. <laughs> There is uh, one guy who was also on the podcast. He has like maybe the Italian version of every, it's called uh, the Control Z blog. Yeah, I've heard of him. And, so, so, and he uh, did a video about um, the, the how to do a diagram. And then I was like, yeah. mm, I'm not still convinced. And then I was still Googling, Googling. And at some point I saw your video. And I was like, this is also a bullshit. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you're not, you're not far from the truth. I mean, a lot of people, that's what was getting videos at that time. And I think, you know, if today I published a video with, with the, with his name on it, you know, it will get a ton of views or, you know, yeah. whatever video you think is going to be viral, it's going to be viral. But after some time you realize that, Hey, is it worth it to just create a ton of videos that are viral, but have, you know, like kind of like the same information because it was just like the same information. So I was just like, you know, like after some time I was like, I'm going to create the video that I want to create or some, or the projects that I'm working on at that time and trying to maybe explain how to do them as well, because I may, maybe a lot of people are working on the same problems, but it's a very good strategy to, to start, you know, to get uh, topics that are, very well known that a lot of people are, are looking for. So if you want to start, you know, being a YouTuber or whatever, don't try to go for very niche topics that only, you know, but mostly towards a lot of topics that are very like, um, like fresh out the oven and like a lot of people are talking about it. So I started, so, I, so in like in, in conclusion to not extend myself, I've been changing strategies like every, every six months or every year. So if I start to get bored or if I start to see that people are kind of getting bored of the same content, then, you know, we change it into something else. And that's what it's about, what that's what, we have to do, I think we have to try and see like, because no one teaches us again in university, how to create an Instagram post or how to be a good marketing strategist for your brand, for your architectural company. You have to start, you have to test and you have to see it. And um, that's something that I'm still doing. I'm still learning. And I think we're all still learning. Yeah, and I, I, I think that um, I've been watching the, the, the latest video too where you do other stuff like about books. 
you did um i watched the portfolio review with oliver thomas who was also on my podcast and um actually i thought that you got to know me maybe because of him because he was on the podcast um and he's also very active uh, now on online and i'm very happy that there are more and more channels that have their own sort of style or life he's more focused on parametric architecture but i think that since there is this mix of um of you showing yourself more on the pod on the on the channel and also i have i think you have also collaborators or partners in in the whole channel i don't know because i saw in that particular video about the portfolio one more one more guy i'm i don't know uh I, I, I shout out to him, but I don't know his name. You can shout him out. Um, I mean, there. Who are you talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about. When you about. were Oliver, Oliver no, no Oliver Thomas, and they were on the call. You and another guy, no, or am I completely wrong? I remember that there was another guy, or you were just you and Oliver. Like, I are you always the only one in the channel? Um. Well, I have. I mean. We have made some portfolio reviews with Oliver with some invited guests. Oh, yeah, the guests. Like, yeah, like Oliver Thomas and like, um, um, yeah, some, some guests as well. But in the channel, like in Show It Better, uh, for a time like last year, we were we were three in, in total. So it was, it was me. It was a person in charge of the social media, like the Instagram and website posts. And there was another person in charge of um creating courses and now it's just it, it's, it's kind of hard to manage people <laughs> so i uh, it's now it's just two of us so it's uh, the the whole social media uh community man community manager kind of and me which i'm kind of in like, management administration and also um creating videos but on that particular video yeah there is like you oliver and one more guy in the call so i thought that he was also like a face of the show of the of the of the uh, channel like i i know your videos better than you are i was like feeling oh um i don't know who is the it's he wears glasses too <laughs> so uh maybe is it balkan architect is it no 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 i have no idea who you don't remember thing. you don't remember your own videos you have to go oh my gosh <laughs> So embarrassed. That's your brother. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my dad. It's my dad. He he makes videos with me. No, I'm, I have no idea who you're talking about, but I will look into it. Or is it David? No, I have made videos. It's the no, video from six months ago. And you guys are talking to Oliver. And like it's a call on a shared screen with three people <laughs> i was feeling so bad i was thinking oh my god it's not that video it's not <laughs> no no it's like um you can check it wow i have no idea but the fact but i can't i can't find it is it is it like the the cover it's like the rendering of the mountain of of bjork ingels it's all bluish that's oliver thomas yeah, and in if you go with the mouse on top of the video, on the other side there yeah. is one more guy. Like the one in the middle is Oliver Thomas, then there is you, and then there is one more time. One more one more guy. Oh, that's Oliver. That's Oliver. That's, there are two Olivers. Oliver as well. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. why we're getting so, confused here. 
So have you heard of um of upstairs the channel? Yes, yes, of course the the blue one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's the guy who runs upstairs. Oh, okay, that's cool. And he's from Brazil. So we we normally like that Oliver and me we normally make, make videos on, you know, conversations, portfolio reviews and we made one with Oliver Thomas. <laughs> so shout out to Upstairs channel. The, the, the yeah, Bra shout out to Upstairs. Bra Brazilian Brazilian Oliver is also welcome to to the Creative Insider to tell of his course, story. Of course, you have to invite him. He's very um, cool. No, but I, I like that not, like you invite people and you're more like the face of the show um, because Mm, I don't know, makes me feel more connected. Because, for example, when I watched a video about diagrams like Bjork Ingels, what you got me lost with is that I start a video <laughs> and you say, like, you export the model from SketchUp. And I'm like, at Bjork Ingels Group, they don't use SketchUp. I know that. So, <laughs> but it was like, make it look I like, know. Uh, no, yeah. but it, uh, but it's like, it's, it, it's I learned like a lot of things from your channel, so I cannot complain. I was just <laughs> I was just uh, making a joke for you, so that. But I like that it's more like and and the f whole things about the books. I think you're like very good at reviewing that things. Maybe that's why you want to do a major in literature, history, or philosophy. You think maybe maybe I I want to evolve into a more like general topic kind of channel, you know, not so technically based of, you know, of um, ArcViz because that's like a whole topic which I love, but I'm not an expert on. So I think it would be interesting to evolve into, into something that is more review based. Reviewing books would be like the, the ultimate goal in reviewing images, movies, whatever. But for now, we're just, you know, working on this. But I think I think that it, with your channel you have the opportunity to make it like a, more like a, a podcast because like your channel yes it's like architecture oriented it's but it's called show it better and like what the skills you involve is to take an architectural project but you apply uh, matte painting you apply graphic design because you do all the layouts. Uh, you do videos, you do animations. So you could actually do like the show it better extended version of a podcast where maybe what you could do is like just talk to people from other industries and then get inspired from their skills to apply them into the show it better, show it better channel. I'm just giving you ideas like I, th I no, think it, I, I'm, I'm receiving them. Thank you. I mean, they're very good ideas. I, th <laughs> I think it would be cool like to be like... Uh, um, for example, you you can you could invite anybody that's a creative person, like because you could invite writers because people who who do a architectural project they have to write. You can invite like people that make videos because you make videos and you are like coming from architecture. Graphic designers is like how you show architecture. Even musicians because I've uh, heard a lesson from Neto Sobiano. Unfortunately, it was after an overnighter, like Neto Subiano is this Spanish architect based in Germany. He's really good. But he played music during his presentation and I had, hadn't slept the night before and I was in the first row and I fell asleep. And people told me that I was oh even snoring. My gosh. But it was so good to see presentation <laughs> with music on the background. It was so good that you slept the whole presentation. No, I, I, I checked the most important projects 
but it was really like interesting that he was playing mu if you play music in the background and you show your projects it's really it's something really interesting it's the first time and the only time i've i've seen that but yeah i think this is like the 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 i think that you have the platform and this could be a natural going out of the niche i think well thank you i mean hearing it from someone outside of, of, of like show it better is very interesting and i'm going to take that into account thank you I, I, I would be curious to see what you come up and what is what is the process nowadays with show it better because of course you have evolved since the first video to now like how you what is your like is it the gear important or uh, have you been always resourceful like what kind of cameras you use i always like to ask this stuff but they're very obvious <laughs> but i like it's really simple to have like a kit that probably works for you won't work for everybody but it's just like what cameras what microphones what do you use how t much time it takes nowadays to make a video um, well, I'm evolving into a, like a very classic YouTuber, so it's nothing that uh, is very like new or something that you have maybe haven't heard of before. But since before, it were just mo mostly tutorials with a with a voiceover on them. I was just doing it with a blue blue Yeti microphone and just recording over my voice. But after after I've implemented my face, you know, the whole video, like a whole setup, like a whole scene. I'm trying to make it a very, you know, very top-notch quality, which I haven't, I haven't achieved yet, but I think that's the, the, the goal for now. I'm using like a normal um, DSLR camera. I think it's, it's a Sony camera. I'm using, you know, this microphone, it's a, it's a Shure MV7. And, um, and I recently, but it's like all of that, all those up upgrades were, were in, in this this year i mean last year and the year before that it was just like very normal basic videos with, with a very old camera that i had and this year i also bought a godots uh softbots which is you know like the the light if you're like if you're ugly if you're not uh you know like physically good for cameras that just makes you look a little bit uh better so yeah i have like those three things which are very like youtuber classic kind of stuff and um I'm trying to record in, I'm recording in my apartment, which I have, you know, like my, my workspace in and also have like, uh, you know, my living room where it, which it looks a little bit more relaxed. So that's kind of what I'm using right now. Um, to ask you one more question, because I'm really curious, like how, what is the method you edit your videos? So like, do you uh, record your screen uh, and talk right, like right away you do the things? Or you record the screen, then put it in, I don't know, Premiere or whatever software you use, and then somehow make a voiceover, record the voiceover. If you if you can like guide guide us through like what once you have shoot everything or what is the actual process to build it together? Um recently what I've been doing is like I'm gonna like explain like the whole process. Yeah. Recently, what I've been doing is first I create a script, right? The script has like a general outline of what the video is about. If it's a like a very tutorial based where I have to show my computer screen, you know, click here, click there, open this, open that, then I indicate all of that on camera and uh, I record like I, I try to type in all the, the script 
and try to script also the, the steps, each step. So this like step number one, open Photoshop, step number two, import your image, et cetera, et cetera. And um, after I have recorded the script, I record my screen without any voiceover, like two or three times to see how the image goes, just like kind of like creating an actual image. Then I import all of that into, into Premiere Pro. I record myself talking to the camera with the script in, in mind. And I merge, you know, both the voiceover and the the over the, the the screen recording and i try to compose it in a like in a more or less interesting way which sometimes can be hard for tutorials that are very long or or that have more like the same steps that had this the, the last tutorial so i'm trying you know, trying to make it instant interesting and um and then i edit it if there's any like special editing in mind i go into after effects but that's like the basic, basic process, you know, script, record, then record the voice and then edit it in, in Premiere. So you record, uh, well, what do you record your screen? What is that specific With software? O OBS. Uh, OBS, oh, yeah, that's the easy one. And then do you record the, the audio also in OBS or you record it in, I don't know, some other software and then you just put it over? Uh, I also record in OBS. Everything. OBS is... Oh, so everything in OBS. But do you like rewatch the video in OBS and then you talk on the video, or like because your videos are not like extremely, not all of them, it's extremely long. Like there are some, there are like uh, some tutorials that are ten minutes, eleven minutes. So I guess you film no. way longer and then you talk over. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like an image, like the image that is the fastest can take 45 minutes, but normal process like 45 minutes to up to two hours, sometimes three hours. So, but since I have it scripted in my mind, since I have like the, the, the steps that I think I'm going to take, which is, you know, the pro process, maybe, um, maybe for a video, it's a uh, 50, 25% SketchUp in modeling, 25% V-Ray, then the other 25% in Photoshop. Then I try to, when I cut up the video after in, in OBS, I try to reduce five minutes to SketchUp, five minutes to um, to V-Ray and five minutes to Photoshop, even if I have to make it faster or just cut up some parts that are, aren't really like relevant for the viewer. You just have to, I mean, some it's it's something that I'm trying to refine each, each, uh, each step and with each video. But sometimes people, when they want to go to a tutorial, they just want to have like the like the the exact information in the fastest way possible they don't want you to linger into you know a ton of subjects so i'm trying to make it as concise as precise as possible each time with you know it's hard sometimes but that's what like the the, the basic goal is for the tutorial based videos it's super super interesting the the process i i like it um, I was thinking when you were explaining the, the the process of making a video that you you could make a tutorial about how to make a video uh, like like yours. You know why? Because now it's like um, uh, I, I'm always thinking like you know since I'm doing this podcast, I have so many interesting people on the podcast, and I always think how you can do things different. And then I was thinking that nowadays, if you had like because I do the the job from like in the architectural office and I know like what is the reality and like what you do at university it's like what you think you're gonna do but it's like the most fun part and um, 
For example, a great idea of show it better, to know to do a video like show it better, would be like, be, it for I think for companies would be valuable if they can do like a short video, which they present the project and send it to the client. Like instead of sending them the presentation, sending them a video with which they would explain everything way better. And I think that would be like a show it better, like way to show it better to just nowadays everything digital and we don't meet in person. So this would be like a really cool way to, to, to do a, like instead of using the video to make a tutorial, to make a video to explain the project would be like super cool. No, I, I completely agree. I think, um, like in the future, more and more architects, architecture students will have to learn how to use Premiere and After Effects to explain their ideas because it's just um, it's just faster, it's better sometimes. And if we continue making, you know, in meetings that are that are online based, then it's much more efficient to explain ideas with a video. But sometimes I've tried to create tutorials that are mostly, you know, pushing architects to creating more video. And I have received like two kinds of, 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 of comments. One is like a person you know, that is super excited, like, hey, thank you, Steven. You know, I love this. I'm going to implement it. And the other one is like, oh, what are you thinking? I mean, my university teacher doesn't let me do this. My client or my, my boss would never agree with this. I would never use this in my real life because to be honest, I mean, I understand them. There's some real bosses that I don't know, like 50, 60 years old, they still want the classic way of presenting ideas and they think that's it's the best way and they're you know they're very conservative in their mind they, they think it's perfect or some teachers they also think you know they that that um if you draw by hand if you do everything by hand if you you know do your presentation boards by hand everything then it will be the best way possible but if you create a video if you create a render then that's just like a like a capital sin or whatever so it's it's still like there's a lot of conservative people in the, in the architecture community that don't fully understand where communicating ideas is going and maybe they're going to understand it a little, a little bit late. So I'm, we're trying to deal with, with those people as well, which is kind of hard for students and kind of hard for employees. And that's something that maybe if you're an employer listening to this, try to be more open about how you communicate ideas because it's, I mean, it, it's not that it's something that we're talking about. Maybe that's a fairy tale to whatever or whatever. It's something that it's, it's effective. Like it can bring conversion. It can bring clients in. I mean, if only more architects that are, are that our employees understood how effective like this whole Instagram, YouTube, social media thing is, they wouldn't be over there, you know, in their classic wardrobes, you know, with their classic um, uh, speeches doing what they do. They would, they would try to evolve and try to be much more involved in like what the, like the rest of the world is doing. But that's like a whole different conversation. <laughs> no, but I think that the comments when they say that the teacher or the, um, the boss would never let them do that, it's because... I don't know about the teacher and I think that if you really at the university and you really like for anyone who will listen to this conversation if you're at the university don't do what your teacher says do what you like because later you won't do whatever you like you have to have to do what your boss tells you but even if we, with your boss the only reason with for which one boss wouldn't let you do it is because they will think this will take too much time 
and it won't add like and we don't have to do it because our client is not paying for that but if you figure out like a streamlined process to make it quickly like to not make it to take too long like if you could use just the picture that you would already use for for like the presentation in powerpoint or whatever you're gonna do it and um and you can always like tell your boss like this is not only for the client you can put it you can create an instagram account and now on instagram we have reels we have instagram tv we have youtube and like no like an architect i don't know how it is around the world but for example in germany they don't they're not allowed to pay uh, for commercial so they, they cannot go and put like a poster on the um, on the buses or in tv because it's like a protected um protected um what is called like uh you're in a protected field that you have to be licensed so i i don't know what exactly is low but you cannot promote it so but the only like loophole in the system are social media so i think that for the people who might listen i would suggest as somebody that's coming from the professional world and i've had all these ideas and i know how hard it is to convince your office it's always to like show them why it's like important for them and how it will make them money because that's what they're focused focus about so i i think that's that's cool yeah and i think there are a ton of examples that are, have already succeeded that you, we can look at i mean first of all i think of another you know fellow youtuber friend which is you know a 30 by 40 eric reinhold oh yeah which is is through marketing through youtube through instagram that he has kept going as an architect for residential, um, you know, high, high tier clients. And, uh, the other one is like, um, Chris Precht, Precht from uh, Penda architects, I think. Yeah. Which also has, you know, leveraged his Instagram account and has achieved so much following so many new clients, uh, and is, is very distinctive in his design. And that's, because of social media, because he started sharing his ideas, because he created videos, he created the process, he showed his process. So I think there are a ton of ways to do it. It's not like you have to create videos or you have to create um, Instagram carousels, but there are ways that can adapt to your way of making architecture or, or being an architect or being an architecture student or whatever that can help you take like a lead inside of like the, the general market. But it's about taking a risk, uh, you know, obviously in, and if you don't, then you're going to stay in the traditional kind of realm. No, and be proactive. Like if your boss doesn't make you do something, you you can do it proactively, like do it in your free time and then go to your boss and see like, yeah. I did that for you. Do you like it? If the boss still doesn't like it, guess what? You're going to show it to another person. Maybe you're going to show it to Chris Precht and you're going to go to work for a cooler office. Like... Exactly. I, I think that people should, I, and I don't think that, um, I mean, I don't know, but I, I don't think you should be um, so much affected by negative comments under your channel because I think that um, nowadays, like, no matter what you do, people will, like, criticize it because it's just so yeah. easy. No, it's, so, it's, it's very easy to get offended or to get affected by that. At, at first, it was very hard. It was very hard to, to not pay attention to that. Or what, you know, if you start right now creating a YouTube channel, it's very hard as well. Um, but it's something that you have to like face and kind of manage. But the, 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 the people in YouTube can be very 
critical. It can be very honest, which something sometimes uh, can hurt, but it's something that you have to manage. And the last thing, you know, like on the, the idea that we were talking about, just so people can dimension like the importance of the subject. I was recently talking to a software company. I'm not going to say the name because, you know, obvious reasons, but we were talking to a software company about many subjects, maybe doing a potential partnership. And we were talking about social media, how that software company was, it, which is kind of like a, a conservative software company. It's not like one of the new ones can communicate their ideas better or can get much more clients. And at the end, what, what we like the, the conclusion that we arrived to or that they arrived to is this is like a, a million dollar company, you know, and they, they arrived to the, the conclusion that what they need is a YouTuber but that is also an architect that can also edit videos that can also talk to a camera that can also have like the proficiency of, um, you know, understanding a program, but also showing it to people. So they were basically describing like what we do, right. You know, like what show it better does, what upstairs does was what many of us do now. And it's there. They, they said that they tried to get that profile. They tried to look for a, a position, open, open a position so people can apply for it, but nobody, had those requirements. Nobody was an architect that knew video editing, that knew how to create an Instagram post that knew like, or that had the courage to talk to a camera. So, I mean, there is like a very big market or a very big opportunity for these, this kind of specific profile that can improve like any type of company, you know, that software company, but also your architectural office or uh, maybe your archivist office but it's uh, kind of like you as an employer or you as an employee trying to gain those skills, you know, trying to be, Hey, I'm going to learn video editing. I'm going to learn things that I don't usually learn in my job and try to leverage the company that I'm working for or the company that I'm running. And you can see, you're going to eventually see the effects of that in like in, in the clients and real world. But just to make you guys understand that it is like a real need for companies that they don't realize and they are realizing a little bit too late. And some architects that need jobs, maybe need to open up their, 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 their set of skills and try to learn different things so they can uh, offer those opportunities or those, those skills to, to companies that want them. Yeah, I totally, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think that everything it's uh, possible. And uh, if somebody, it's, if you if you believe in something, if you think it's a good idea, you should still work on it, develop it, uh, put it out there. And maybe you'll take that uh, that opportunity for yourself. If if like if your office where you work st stays behind uh, the the development of the world, then maybe it's time for to st to step up and um and and take over somehow. I I I, I don't know. I um, I always think in myself that um I might. Compared to your channel, the, the the numbers are completely different. I'm hoping to get uh, my first hater anytime soon because it, it, it will. I know, I know that feeling. I understand. I, I wanted that as well. I remember that I wanted my first dislike. I'm like, when are people going to start disliking my video, man? Why are so many likes only? And I, as soon as I started receiving them, I'm like, I'm like come on, are you seriously going to dislike this video? I just gave you free content or whatever. But I understand your feeling. It's very. It's yeah. You want a hater. You want haters. Haters yeah. also also kind of form you as a, as a as a good um, content creator. So haters are good in, in proportion, but they're good. 
Yeah, like um, I'm, I'm myself. I'm not a hater. Like I think that I don't have time to hate people, so I just like stop watching if I hate something. I was like, "Fuck this shit! I don't, yeah. don't want to watch it." <laughs> uh, but like, uh, it's and after I started making like um, content, I was like, "Oh, this is like every hater should start making content for like even one video to understand how how difficult it is and that like yeah and nobody's perfect like here like a person as we were saying everybody's a person so they don't have to be perfect they're just trying to do something uh and um and yeah like i i think i think it's stupid to to like it's part of the people i guess but hating and i don't think you should also i don't think that you should too much focus on the negative comments under your videos but you should focus on the positive one and do more content for for those people uh yeah i mean i agree but i don't agree 100 because like i i kind of like the haters inside of my community because they some some haters have kind of the truth in in, in some occasions when you know you haven't worked 100 in your video when you know you haven't uh, done all of your, your possibilities for, to, you know, to give that piece of content, the best ad that it can be, then those people let you know that. And then sometimes, you know, not in the best way, but sometimes in a very decent way, like, Hey, you know, you can make very, very better videos or, you know, what happened here, or just like a dislike button. So if I only received positive comments, it would also like blind me and tell me like, Hey, I think I'm doing everything perfect, but it's, I, I think it's, necessary for me to learn how to accept positive and or a content creator to accept positive and negative comments in a, in a like a measured way, but not take them anything as truth, not even the positive or the negative, negative ones, just because they're just, you know, random people instead of in front of a computer that have the power to say, I don't like this or I like this. And that's it. Like they're random people. They're not like but gods or whatever. I, I don't mean like, for example, for me, a hater is somebody that like will just give you a bad comment and like tell you like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a hater. Sure. Like I, I, I want to distinguish like a hater from like some negative, some negative critic or like some critique yeah. can be good because it will make you grow. But if somebody hates you on like some um, or if it's something negative that goes to some core beliefs of yours um like for example let's make the example of the videos if you think like video presentation of architecture projects will have a future or has some uh future for your personal belief and somebody tells you no like this is total bullshit you're a dreamer you don't know shit because you don't work in the in the uh, industry or something like that you can still believe in your like in this value maybe don't do all your content about that because then people are going to stop watching but maybe um maybe make an example or maybe try to find some people from the industry that will be like oh we actually would like to have that and so on um that's what i meant like don't get like of course critique if it's like uh hey steven by the way in this video the audio it's not so cool this is like a good like could be a good thing to push you to be better but if somebody tells you you're just stupid because you don't understand um i don't i don't think that's that's the kind of critique to to listen to um and at at what point the, the like one thing that no like people don't really know about 
uh, or don't really understand about like being content creators that by creating your audience you monetize the audience it sounds bad but i think it's very positive because we all have to eat um like um what what point did you come up with the idea okay i can start creating all these assets like courses um you do like a portfolio uh, what is called templates layout templates um i think you have some photoshop libraries stuff like that uh, at what point you thought okay maybe i should ex- start expanding in that direction well it wasn't a certain point like or, or a certain eureka moment it just kind of like evol- evolved into into what it is now so at first the most logical product that i was selling was the you know the 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 files of the tutorials i were that i was teaching but eventually people started requesting uh, courses so i started releasing courses but then after they started releasing and they started requesting resources for their images so i started releasing that so kind of like the audience uh was kind of telling me where i should you know monetize the whole the whole project and right now we're in a point where we have like all of those things running and all of those things are monetizing um you know the the audience and are generating a, a good revenue for for show it better but maybe in the future like i have no idea you know how this creator economy is going to evolve and i you know i can't fight with it I, i'm just going to try to see what's the best for the architecture student or the architecture or the architect that is in his office trying to solve how to create that plan in the best way possible so he can win the competition you know we just have to i just have to think like in that perspective and like how i can help him or her and for now those those revenue streams are just coming in naturally and um but if tomorrow you know they say you know <clears throat> that the best way to monetize and give value to the people is maybe generating merch, which I don't think about like an example, like generating merch or generating actual notebooks or whatever, then I think, you know, you will naturally evolve into that, but it's been a process and it hasn't been like a very clear from the start. It's been like um, something that I'm trying to find out, trying to test out, see if it works. If it doesn't, then I move on to the next thing. Yeah, or maybe like uh, in te- in te- uh, maybe collaboration, like an inte- integrational course, like where, I don't know, David does the sketching part, you do the uh, representation part, and then the, um, what is called the 30 by 40, like his name. Eric. Uh, Eric does the business part, and then you have <laughs> alternative to university, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a potential for like a whole academy with all the educators and YouTubers out there and content creators that are sometimes, to be honest, providing much more value than what a professor can can provide in any history or whatever class they teach. So, you know. And, it, and is it been advantageous for you that you could uh, do content in, like, I come from Bulgaria, you come from Colombia, like from a country that's, it's not like where you make a lot of money like an architect as you you said yourself and through your content you can expand abroad and then you're basically independent so to say in 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 your country and where is your audience mainly come from because for example um um at the bless architect uh, audience 
it's mainly from India, for example. We I discovered that in our podcast. How about how about that aspect of your of your work? Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, it's it's been advantageous that the content is, is in English and that I'm in a, I'm in a country like Colombia because the creator economy is something that is growing by the moment each day, and um, it obviously pays much better than what a normal architectural office would pay any day. Like even if you had three years, four years of experience trying, you know, doing competitions, it doesn't compare to, to what maybe creating kind of like this sort of enterprise would, would, would give you. And the audience has, has been changing and it's, it's, it's very been evolving uh, since the start. At first it was a very, uh, Europe and uh, United States based audience. I think it was because of the time, but as soon as, uh, you know, I, I've seen trends of people or, or like general countries or regions evolve where there's a time where, you know, uh, people in India are, are very into content are very into, um, you know, consuming YouTube. And in that moment, India is my biggest audience, but sometimes the whole Latin America, Hispanic region is very into consuming content. And then at that time, you know, um, you know, Mexico, Colombia, Argentina, Brazil are kind of the biggest audience. So I can't say like, I've always had very faithful, um, um, Indians, Indian, uh, community or, or, um, I don't know, whatever European, but it's just been changing. And I think that's, what's most, mostly interesting because a lot of people, that have never seen anything like show it better or anything like upstairs are all always discovering it or like new generations are discovering it. And maybe after they're going to discover it, you know, when they're, um, when there are five years graduated and they try to discover it, something through YouTube. So right now I have a very Latin American and, um, an Indian, an Asian based, uh, like, you know, yeah, Asian based, uh, community, but I think in the future it will totally change. But you mean like subscribers or just viewers? Because I think he was mentioning everything. Like ah, okay. Everything. I mean, from the from the followers on Instagram to the subscribers on YouTube to the viewers, everything is always like like fluctuating. And right now, that's what I'm. Um, that's like the regions that the that are mostly consuming. You show, uh, show it better. Yeah, that's. Uh... That's really interesting, but I mean, yeah, the the thing that you do it in English, it's very advantageous. And if you were doing it in Spanish, you would cover like almost everybody in the world because those are the two most spoken languages, uh, Spanish and English. Yeah, I, I that was kind of debate a debate uh, from the beginning if I would was to do it in Spanish or English. But at that moment, in like in 2015 the there i saw an opportunity that was mostly towards like like a lot of i could reach much more people in english than in spanish so that's why i decided to do it in in, in english but right now i mean yeah it could be 50 50 i mean if i i know there are a lot of good youtube channels around architecture that are only spanish based and they are really successful and they don't even need, you know, anything else that's with only the Spanish community. It's a, uh, it's a ton of people. Yeah, that's true. And one thing that I always wondered when I saw like, um, channels like yours, uh, it's like, where do you guys take all these projects? Do you do it them yourself? Like, or are these like projects of yours or like, because having like, I don't know, how do you like, 
yeah, we're gonna do like a side plan. Where like do you come up with a project that's somewhere on the internet, or how do you do like the the project itself? Um, well, it it varies sometimes, or there are you know some occasions where I'm working on a project, like a personal project, or uh, I had worked on a project in my previous jobs. And I really liked the result. I really thought, you know, that it was like a, a very different result. And I tried to show it in the tutorial with with like the, the floor plan or design that I was creating at that time. But sometimes when it isn't that natural, I try to, I've, I've always seen like very good types of representation of, of drawings in, in the internet. And I try to see like, hey, you know, this is something that I haven't seen before, very innovative. And if I were to try, or let's, just, let's just try and see how this image can be created. I create it and if it's, and if I see that it's very easy to create or it's very practical to teach, then I create a tutorial on it, like reference-based uh, tutorials where I get, you know, a ref, you know, some a reference form from very popular images at that moment. I see. And do you need to also like uh, sometimes learn yourself because like, of course, also the tools oh, evolve. All the time, <laughs> all the time. I mean, I, I mean, I had, I, I begun, begun uh, with this whole ArcVis thing, you know, only with SketchUp and Photoshop. That's, that's basically it. But kind of like the whole, the whole wave of show up better or trying to teach new things to, to, to people obviously makes me, be the first one who has to learn a ton of stuff. So I'm always trying to learn uh, from very technical things in, in, in many programs to very broad and general topics on design, on graphic design, or maybe even on, you know, the setup for your computer. I have to learn it just so I can tell someone else like, Hey, you know, your best, the best, the computer that you need is this one, or you need a Ram with, with this size and not that other size. So I'm the first one who has to learn a ton of stuff. Yeah, like I, I can imagine because also the tools are always like um, evolving. And, yeah. And uh, how do you like one thing that for me, it's I I really don't like doing in the beginning of my podcast because I need to do solo episodes. It's scripting because uh, you I did it like really because um, when you're not comfortable talking about something at the first time you have i had to write down everything like i would say it and then just read it and try to be natural um how do you come up with the uh content ideas like uh because that also has to be like sort of always different because if you do 20 tutorials about how to do a site plan or 20 tutorials about how to do diagrams uh won't be like at some point you teach the same thing so what is the how do you try to to make that well i try to every every three or six months uh try to get a notebook uh maybe go outside or go to some place that is not my office and try to write down 50 or maybe 60 video ideas like in a, like in a not in a very like, thoughtful manner but just in a very fast way like which would be the ideas that i would be interested in making and after I, I um, type in 60 random ideas, I try to filter those 60, maybe to half of them that would actually make good videos. And then after those half, I would maybe make another filter that is like good plus viral plus uh, interesting to make or like easy to make. So it's 
like every now and then I kind of make those lists and I have a ton of lists, uh, like on the computer or on many notebooks. And when sometimes I just, I'm just like really uninspired. I try to look at any of those, those lists and try to see what would be an interesting topic. That's like one, one of the techniques that I use. The other one is, um, kind of like recycling content between Instagram and YouTube. So sometimes on Instagram, we touch on topics that are not even related to, to softwares or are very uh, broad in the whole general, like artificial aspect. And, um, you know, that in Instagram, obviously you can see, like you can filter your, your publications by the most popular to the least popular. And I always try to go back to the most popular ones and try to see, you know, if, you know, which topic would have, we haven't touched in the, like in the YouTube community, that would be interesting or like which Instagram post I can convert into a video. And, um, and I can, you know, also reverse that if I need a video for, uh, an idea for an Instagram post, I can also look into my videos to see which one I can recycle. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, a very cool and efficient way to, to, to organize it. And uh, when you were saying this, I was wondering, um, are you very like organized as a person? Like, are you very like um, structured, so to say, in your processes? Do you have certain like, um, how do you say it, habits? Like, because also David was saying that he's a, like an habit animal. He needs to be like, he, he doesn't need to, but he's like doing things, I, I think, kind of structured. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I'm, I'm very similar to David. I am very disorganized. I'm very, um, uh, emotional. I have very emotional decisions and I have, I'm very by, um, I'm very determined by the time I am like, like the time of, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it in English, but like in, in the era that I am in my life, I, I'm, I'm based in that. So for example, like, um, if there is a time in my, my life where I prioritize, um, myself going out, um, being with friends and being, uh, you know, uh, prioritizing my, my, my mental health and my physical health, then I will try to organize my life around that. And I try to leave, uh, four hours for work every day. Maybe if this is like uh, from six to 9 PM and the rest of the day, I will try to do, you know, the rest of things right now, you know, unfortunately I'm not in that state. I'm mostly in like in a productive state where I have to, um, uh, manage and administrate a ton of stuff, which is kind of like uh, a, little, a little bit boring, but right now I'm trying to work like in two, two different blocks in the day. So the first one is like from nine to, or like from eight to, to 12, where I'm working a ton in, you know, responding emails and solving little problems and stuff. And then I go to the gym, I have lunch, I take out my dog and from 3 PM to, or yeah, from three or 4 PM to 9 PM, I'm working on much more creative things, you know, like creating a, that YouTube video or creating a course or creating something new or planning on the, the Instagram post for tomorrow with, with the community manager. So, um, that's kind of how I divide my day, uh, my day today, but it always changes. I mean, in, in six months, it can be totally something different and I'm trying to make a change. I'm trying to always make a ton of things, um, like in my life, because if I only dedicate myself to one project, I can get bored very easily. And I've done, I've tried doing that. I've tried being with only show it better. 
And I've kind of, you know, um, not liked it as much because you, you eventually get bored. It's, it eventually comes as like a, uh, becomes in the job, right? Like a job that you are each day, every day doing the same thing. And that's the, the least thing that I want is, uh, to make show a better a project like this, a boring project. So I'm trying to always do a ton of things. I'm trying to make artistic projects on the side. I'm trying to maybe work with other people, do another other types of YouTube projects that are kind of similar to show up better, but I'm trying to have a lot of things on the table. So whenever, you know, I want to change my my dynamics, I change them, but still like nothing destroys or nothing like uh, explodes. So that's, I'm not, um, so that, that's why I'm not uh, very similar to David because I have a ton of habits in a ton of, ton of different ways. Like, Per, per, periodical periodical ta uh, habits like uh yeah. you balance it but more like in longer period of time than in like on a daily basis you just balance like in this um longer time frames uh well yeah. talking about time i would be talking to you for like hours and hours but <laughs> i want you to 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 do also the rest of your task these days this, today but i always like to conclude the episode with each guest to build sort of this toolbox of inspiration because everybody as a creative have these dips they ent enter into where they're a little bit lower in inspiration they a little bit loss of motivation um, so you can pick something of the following things you don't have to pick everything of everything but if you have some movie or song or a place where you go or maybe a sport or something that you like to uh, pick up back when you feel in this a little bit lower points to give you a little bit of buzz of inspiration of motivation is there something like that or a podcast oh my god there's so many things there's so many things i do because but pick the first so thing like everybody says whether there is nothing or there's too many things like just the first thing that comes in your mind the first thing is exercise gym that's the first first thing that I need to have like when, like when I'm in a, like a normal state, but when I'm also in a very stressed state or uh, very low creatively, um, when I just you know, stop doing everything and go to the gym, that's the, like my, where I breathe sort of, that's the first thing, but there are a ton of other, you know, methods that you can use and it really depends on what kind of a rut you're stuck in. But for anything, yeah, exercising is like the best the best way to to get out of it. Well, I think that's a, a very good um, suggestion. So thank you, Stephen. All the people go check uh, Show It Better on YouTube and let's show it better on Instagram. I'll be putting all the all the the links below that uh, you can go check it. And thank you for your time, Stephen. It was a real pleasure, and you're always welcome back whenever you like. No, thank you, Georgie, for the invitation. And I am looking forward to hearing this after and hearing all the uh, super guests that you're going to have. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Hey there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You've been awesome. And I wanted to remind you that if you have any questions or you want to connect with us, you can do that on our social media channels, which are Instagram at DCI Podcast and LinkedIn, the Creative Insider page. Also, if you want to stay up to date with the newest um, information about the podcast and all the best from every month, just connect with us on our email list, on our newsletter on thecreativeinsider.com. 
Thank you very much one more time and I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. Have a good rest of the week.